Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter Uplift Desk, a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work. And that's just the beginning of what Uplift Desk has to offer. With an emphasis on ergonomics and customization, Uplift Desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals. Whether you're coding, designing, or podcasting, like I am right now, the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality. What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer One of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash productive convo. 
That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Again, onepassword.com slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepassword.com slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. I'd like to welcome Josh Long to the podcast. Josh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining me. I know you don't get sung in very often, do you? No, I think that's the first time, actually. <laughs> it's how we I, Canadians roll. I feel like I need a cigarette or something. <laughs> hey, uh, now. It's, it's an honor. Yeah, it's an honor. <laughs> where Now, where are you based again? Just just for our listeners. I mean, I, I could probably rhyme it off, but I'll butcher it because, you know, my geography in, in the U.S. is a bit off. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm traveling a lot, but my home base is in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is on the coast of North Carolina. Awesome, awesome. Um, so you, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, and, and actually it's funny because your name came up when I did my Creative Live uh, three-day workshop back in uh, October slash November of last year where I brought up the book Execute. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I brought that book up is because you got that book done in – seven days correct uh three days i wrote it eight days to the publisher so designed. Eight, so so i was close still that's that's crazy making in that <laughs> so so can you just share with our listeners i'm going to put a link to it because i mean and and the nice thing is it, it's it's uh it's it was well crafted too like just the look of the book the cover is what drew me to it right away i'm like oh this is this is just it looks really nice and then just the idea of of setting a deadline and not letting Parkinson's law have any hold on you yeah. <laughs> during yeah, the process or using it against the project. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So can you just share with, uh, with the listeners here as to first off, what, what execute was all about and, and why you put such uh, critical constraints around it? Well, it was, it was an interesting, um, project really. I was a guest on the industry radio show, which was another podcast. Andrew Wilson was on there and he was mentioning something, uh, about having finished, uh, build uh, then it was called Spacebox. Now it's called Plasso, mm-hmm. um, and it's a great product. And he built it in three days, and I thought that was really fascinating because um, I'm always someone that likes to, um, well, as as a productivityist, if you will, um, I like to see what people are capable of in short amounts of time when they're super focused. Um, so someone that could build a product in three days was really intriguing to me. So we literally, um, I ping drew and i said hey man uh, i think this would make a really really good idea for a book so we literally uh had a two-hour conversation i asked him about all the details um, and i'm really good about picking out patterns when when i when something happens i can really dissect it um find the essence of what it is and then build on that so i took that two-hour interview uh, i took three days and actually it was it was more like uh, we were going to set ourselves a week, but about four days, I think it was, it's, I'm having a hard time remembering this now, but about four days into the book, I scrapped the whole thing and started over. <laughs> yeah, I remember that so, in the book. Yeah, yeah, you said, yeah, that was something you brought up in the book. Yeah, and that's another thing too, you know, sometimes when, when you're not feeling the pace of something, you need to scratch it and start over, even if it hurts. So I took the next three days and just in mercenary style, uh, wrote the entire book in three days, and then we had it off to the printer. That's crazy making, seriously. And here's the thing is that is that... Uh, you mentioned patterns, by the way, which I thought was uh, interesting because you've got the school too, right? Patterns, no less. Yeah, yeah. That's um, one of the reasons I called it that actually because, you know, after breaking things down for for my career, breaking things down to their essence, uh, everything comes down to specific patterns. And when I was working with Seth Godin, 
Um, you know, we were talking about an hour, hour and a half every day. We were going to do the school originally together. Mm. Uh, and then he basically said, you've got this whole thing. I had all the sponsors lined up and everything. He was basically just like, run with it. Um, and I just, after working with him, I just got the confidence and said, you know what? I, I think I've gone through enough and enough real world experience to do this thing. So I uh, launched it in two months. He's a pretty amazing guy. I mean, he really is. It, it was one of those things back when I was starting out doing this productivity stuff, I was doing the productivity parody stuff. So I was doing like a Stephen Colbert-esque take on, on life hacking because I thought that the whole industry had been kind of, um, you know, even then it was kind of like, you know, why are you reading so much productivity stuff to be more productive when you're not being productive at all? So it was very <laughs> much a, uh, a, it was almost like a, everything was eating itself. And I did an interview with him for my old podcast and I thought it tanked because I, I told him exactly what the deal was. I said, I'm, I'm a buffoon as a character in this. I mean, I understand this, but you're going to basically what Colbert does. And I listened back to the interview and he got it. Like he so got it. He played that straight man so well that it was the best interview I ever did for that podcast. It was it was oh, yeah. unreal. And and it was just it was just a testament to the kind of attention to detail. And I guess it, it's interesting because we talk about I mean I talk about productivity a lot and you know you you actually got the term productivity is correct, which is a testament to you because most people don't get it correct on the first go. <laughs> but but the fact that he he's got the presence of mind to have like just he, he lets his mind be the factory instead of like that warehouse, right? Where he doesn't keep. I mean, he he he's just. It's one of those things where where because he he's able to be present in the moment and and he's set up those boundaries to do so, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he his brain is just it's absolutely off the charts and he's put so many things into play and honestly like you know a lot of my industry is in the design world and I tell people all the time is like read every single Seth Godin book you possibly can even if it's not you're not a business person you're not a marketing person the way that he thinks and the way that he sees the world is um you know he's a gift to us really. well, and his children's book I mean that's one of those things where people are like well why would you just get it just get the children's book because it's one of those things where where your kids – and this is something that I've talked about before too is that we tend to – and he's written about the, the schools and stuff. We tend to you know, not necessarily screw up our kids but put our kids into school and then they start to go down the path, which is what I want to get to here is with where, where time becomes more – more important than task urgency becomes the the you know the modus operandi as opposed to hey let's 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 really focus and make good stuff here and i guess one of the things i want to talk to you about when it came to execute was do you you wanted to see if you could get it done in that period of time i guess that was the goal right that was yeah. the goal but mm -hmm. but if you had it was an experiment you probably would you do something like that again or would you how would you approach it if you were to, to tackle some, a project similar to that again or would you say you know what putting that kind of time constraint on something has only so much value I would say uh, both, to be honest. Um, I don't like the fact that there's uh, a couple typos that I missed. We obviously didn't have a time for mm. time for an editor, so even in writing in three days, I had to read that book like over and over and over again. I probably read it five times as I was uh, writing it, which you know, like without an editor, you really have to keep rereading mm -hmm. things as far as structure and. Uh, typo. So there were a couple things that slipped through, and a couple things that um, when when Drew was putting it into InDesign, I think there's one part of the book where he copy and pasted the same paragraph. Oh, like yeah, a lot of people don't catch it, but yeah, <laughs> I don't think I um, caught it. I don't think I caught it. <laughs> yeah, so it's things like that. But as far as the time, to be honest, I could have taken a year to to write the book, and it probably would have been maybe two percent better. Right. 
Right. Because, because uh, you, because you were working you know, present top of mind stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you, and your enthusiasm um, probably would have waned as, as well because your focus would have been split amongst all different directions. Right. That's exactly right. I mean, that, and also, you know, writing it that fast was a testament to the book. It was kind of proof of the ideas in the book. You know, it was one of these weird meta kind of things where the book was about itself as mm. I was writing it. Um, uh, and it was kind of putting itself into practice and, and even putting itself into practice for marketing. A lot of people heard about the book because of the way the book was written and it kind of just perpetuated itself and it ended up being a really, really good project. You know, not all projects are as successful as that one, but it was a lot of fun. What's next? I mean, you've got the pattern school that you're working on. You've got mm-hmm. Simple Cast, right? We talked about that just before we started recording here. The podcasting, for lack of a, I guess it's a podcasting host slash player slash all-in-one solution to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can just upload an audio file and it build, even builds a website for you. So, so it, so it you, takes care of a lot of things with stats and a dashboard and all that stuff. And that's 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 exactly what that's exactly what this podcast is on, actually. So that's right. <laughs> And, and, and so, so what else, what else are you working on? Because everything you seem to work on, and, and this is what I like about when I follow your stuff is that I've got this kind of mindset of simple, obvious, scalable, like the whole SOS acronym always comes to mind with me, which is it, you want something that's simple, something that's obvious, like there's an obvious need for it. It's obviously that you look at that place for that thing, but scalable. Like I look at patterns and, you know, I mean, there's, you can scale this. I mean, you can see where it's scaling out, you know, I mean, design mm-hmm. is just one aspect of it. The book, execute, you could take that and scale it out if you really wanted to like you just said you could have taken a year to write it or you could very well take turn it into a workbook if you like there's some scalability there so what's the next thing you're working on or what are you working on now that's gonna kind of uh emulate uh the the i guess the essence of of the work that you've created so far yeah i mean i think essence is the perfect word you know i'm an i'm an essentialist and that's really what enables me to get the right things done in, in a lot of work because I'm I, after over the years I've been able to decide what was essential and what wasn't and get rid of everything else um, that's a very very hard discipline to learn and mm. it's you know it's a proactive thing but um, so I'm I'm releasing a whole new suite of apps looks like next week we're submitting to the app store for cheddar which is the to-do yes. platform yep. um, I know cheddar very well <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Simplecast is actually, and I haven't told many people this, but um, I am building a whole other part of the platform of Simplecast, which is essentially going to be the RDO of podcasts, if you will. And there's a whole lot behind it. Uh, I wish I could say at this point, but I'm talking with Google Ventures, Excel Partners, Foundation Capital, and Haystack about uh you know the proper funding and things like that. It's interesting you mentioned RDO over Spotify. Like you know what I mean? Like that like Spotify, I mean I've got it's funny maybe you were doing it because we didn't have Spotify up here in Canada for the longest time, but I think you probably <laughs> did it because you prefer I, I prefer the design of RDO over Spotify. Now yeah. I'm not, I'll never get Spotify as a sponsor on the show now, but <laughs> No, I really I mean I have Spotify now. And I invest a lot of time and energy into RDO, obviously. In fact, what was weird is uh, The Verge did the whole Guardians of the Galaxy playlist thing and how it's like Mm -hmm. the top. And someone was going through The Verge articles and they said, uh, didn't notice this, but the Guardians of the Galaxy playlist they link to in that article is my playlist. Which I'm like, really? I said, I didn't expect to be my first appearance to be in The Verge because of that. (laughs) <laughs> but I'll take it. Yeah, take it. <laughs> so, right. so, but the audio thing versus like that to me is is a conscious thing to say. Is like the the whole choice of how the look of it, right? Is that is that part of why you you or was it just kind yeah. of like, hey, this is this is the first thing that came to mind? 
Well, the problem with internet radio, you know, is, you know, there's there's podcasting, but a lot of people mm-hmm. don't get podcasting necessarily. No. And I really, really enjoy it. And I love the conversations like you and I are having right now. I think there's a lot more of those conversations out there. Um, there's also a lot of celebrities um, that are looking to have their own channels. But essentially, you know, yes, it is because of the design, but it's also because you're going to be able to create playlists. Uh, you're going to be able to follow people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to create apps where you can actually connect with someone over the Internet and record directly from a Mac app. Ah. Um, yeah, so I'm working on all of those platforms, but I'm trying to make it dead simple. So essentially anyone, just like uh, YouTube, if you will, I hate using other startups for mm-hmm. examples, but we only have so much time. Um, <laughs> so, you know, on YouTube, <laughs> you can start your own channel. Uh, it's going to be the same thing um, with this, but for basically talk radio. And with technology like CarPlay and everything coming out, I really want to give everyone a better experience. There are so many apps out there, yet there's really no dead simple really fun way to experience discover and you know just kind of enjoy the wow. uh, conversations that are happening and hopefully the simplicity of it will um incite more people well, to uh, create channels. simplicity scales right simplicity I think so. scales i mean yeah. there's a reason people still use paper for their to-do lists it may not be the best thing <laughs> yes. they should use chatter maybe but yeah <laughs> but you yeah. know i mean the point is is that paper i mean you can hand someone a sheet of paper and they, they look at it and go okay i know what this is right it, it's it's mm-hmm. it's the basis uh, or the base most basic of things right so yeah. um but this has been awesome josh thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today i really appreciate it where can people find you online when they want to learn more about you and see what else you're what other awesome things you're making and, and executing in the world? And the, the easiest way to find me is just at Josh Long on Twitter. And you can start and go whichever way you want to. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Mike.